Welcome to the She Will Shine podcast, where we bring you the real stories of female business owners. My name is Danielle Price and I'm the founder of She Will Shine, a supportive business network for women. It's time to give a voice to women in business and discover their journey. Hi everyone and welcome to the She Will Shine podcast. Today we have the lovely Renee Howard with us. Hi Ren, how are you? Good, thanks Danielle. Thanks for being here today. And just to introduce Ren, Renee is the art director of Gosh Creative, a boutique graphic design business. She started in February 2004 and she's also one of our fabulous She Will Shine members. So really great to have you here, Ren, and sharing the story of your journey to where you are now. Great. Yeah, thanks for having me, Danielle. Yeah, sounds like a long time when you say 2004. <laughs> it is. So what are we, 2020? What is it, 16? Is that 16 years? Yes. Uh, yeah, it wow. is. Wow. Yeah, crazy. That is crazy. And yeah. oh, I'm looking forward because it's changed a little slightly along that journey with who you now work with as a solo and now you have a team around you. But we'll get to that. But the first question I want to ask you was when you were in, say, high school, did you know you wanted to be a graphic designer? Yeah. Yeah, I have um, always wanted to be a graphic designer. Um, not, I think my parents had a couple of friends that had. Um, connections to an agency in Melbourne, Samuelson and Tolbot, which I, I don't think is even around anymore. But um, I was fortunate enough to do work experience there before you sort of got to that year where you did work experience. So I had a little taster of it and then um, thought, yep, that's definitely what I want to do. And then I just started doing um, makeup sort of ads and stuff at home, just drawing and um, yeah, making sort of ads and posters and things. Yeah. Just for fun. Yeah, and also my parents had a bakery in a small country town. So I did the um like the pie bag designs and the um invitations to things and yeah, specials and stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Oh, they weren't they were all and it was before computers, so they're all hand drawn and I've so every now and again um you go through a box of things and you find it and you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Put that yeah. away for another few years, then it comes yes. out again. <laughs> yeah. So, so you came from a small business family then? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I grew up in a um, small country town and my parents had the local bakery. So, yes, definitely grew up working. Well, yeah, we worked um, school holidays and things like that, bagging hot cross buns and, and working in the shop, um, selling cakes and making salad rolls and things on a Saturday morning as, yeah. That was probably my first job. <laughs> yeah. And did you think at any point that either you'd want to continue doing that in the family business or possibly do your own business, have your own business? Um, I definitely didn't want to take on the family business. Um, it was a lot of hard work and a lot. Um, it was hard to have family holidays because the shop only shut on a Sunday and long hours. Um, and I didn't, I actually didn't like working in the shop much I thought um well I had to wear this horrible uniform like little sort of tea cozy hat and <laughs> and it was really embarrassing and not that that's why I wouldn't work there but it was sort of no I wanted more a small country town I didn't really um desire to live in either yeah at that point um and I thought well I always wanted to be a graphic designer whether it was a, for myself probably not to start with 
was more about um, working in an agency and yeah. Yeah. And so did you move to Melbourne for uni? Did you get a spot in the Melbourne uni or did you go to country? Um, I wanted to go to Swinburne because that was the it course yeah, I remember back then. Yeah. It was like Swinburne or nothing. <laughs> um, but I, because I went to high school in Swan Hill, there was no um, subjects to get uh, into uni. So then I moved to Bendigo with a girlfriend for year 12. and. Um, and did because you could do graphic design and graphic communication and photography as um, subjects in year 12. So I had to do that to be able to get a folio to get to uni. But on the um, day that you had to send your slides in, I remember oh, I had this the memories are flooding <laughs> back, Brent. <laughs> and you had this window where you had to um, to get them developed and then and mounted and then put in a special envelope and sent off in time. Anyway, they all came back, they didn't develop properly. and Basically, I couldn't put in the application for Swinburne, which was, um, well, yeah, it was a bit devastating because that's where I really wanted to go. And I went to all the open days since year eight. I went every year to Swinburne's yeah. open day. Come down to Melbourne from Swan Hill and just, yeah, do all the open days. I'm like, yeah, I definitely want to go here. But um, So instead I applied for um, Bendigo, which was Latrobe, and then Deakin in Warrnambool. Um, yeah, and ended up getting into Deakin in, in uh, Warrnambool so yeah so you moved out quite young then Ren you uh, year 12 yeah, yeah did that 17. was that did you find that diff difficult or was that just like awesome um it was it was a full-on year like I think because we'd sort of stayed up all night getting our cats done and then we'd have coffee and walk to school and because we didn't have a car because we'd were um, 17 <laughs> but school was walking distance so from the house um, but because we didn't have parents we found a lot of people came to our house to party and sort of yeah had friends that were had a band so they'd come to our house and jam it's like oh god we're never gonna get our work done so I don't think I slept very much in that year but I think it also set me up for uni and that I'd done a lot of that social thing that you do when you get to uni so I was sort of not crazy when I got to uni where there was a lot of people just failed subjects because they didn't sort of um, put the effort in whereas I had that crazy year 12 year and I was got to uni I was oh no I just wanted to um, do really well as well yeah yeah so, so you're a bit more focused than most <clears throat> of the others yeah I think so yeah. yeah and then what came after that um well I did um work experience at uni in Melbourne and then when I got back I got a phone call and said, if you don't know what you, what are you up to when you finish um, your course? And I said, I don't know, <laughs> you know, look for a job. And they go, well, um, you've got one here if you want it. So that last half of third year was hard because I'd sort of gotten, I was ready to work. Like I wanted to, it to be real. Yeah. Um, so I guess you'd wanted it for so long too, because you knew so early. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different unis. I mean, it, sure you learn, um, you know, the, the, the background to design and, you know, your fundamental, the, you know, why design principles and all of those things. But I was ready to do, to, for it to be real and see it. I wanted to see my work, you know, in, you know, consumer and, yeah, in public eye and whatnot. So um, it was hard that last half because I was sort of like, oh, I've already got a job that I had to finish. Did you find, like, working in an agency, was it all that you had hoped and dreamed for? Oh, my first job was horrible, actually. <laughs> it was just 
boring. Like I didn't, um, I, like I did, what was I working on? Some sort of Dunlow pillow and um, the, Ma, um, what's her name? Martha Stewart wool wash. But I, I just sort of got um, all the, like they had sort of really low budget clients. So I remember I had to do this um, bread packaging for, um, there's like this um, small bakery that the boss just uh, art directed it till it looked terrible. And I was like, oh, not, you know, like how many times can you change this? And um, so I sort of got a bit, like I knew I wouldn't stay there long at all. Um, and then, yeah, so I, as soon as I could, I sort of left. I, I, learned, I learned a lot about finished art. And I always had to clean the bromide machine at the end of the year because that's what the junior burger had to do. Yeah. And always make the coffees and stuff. Like I got, I was a bit, it was a bit blokey. So it was like, yeah, you can make the coffees and you can clean the bromide machine and you can sit and listen. So um, it was good. It was good because I, it was that step from uni to working, but it definitely wasn't what I hoped it would be at all. Definitely a junior role. Very junior, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember he has this for bad first agency jobs. I had to clean the storeroom, and anyway, that was my job, which I did. But on my Christmas card, that's what the my boss wrote to me: "Thanks for cleaning the storeroom. You were great." And I'm like, <laughs> "Really? I just did all this study and your writing. Thanks for cleaning the storeroom." <laughs> yeah, I didn't get paid much at all either. In fact, it was quite hard to even make ends meet. So, oh, that's right. Living out of home, especially at that time. Yeah, and it was really, really junior wage. But I didn't, at that point in time, you don't negotiate. Well, I didn't negotiate. I just thought, yeah, I've got a job, I'm going. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was completely underpaid. But then I suppose I was making coffee and cleaning through my machine. So, how much do you pay someone to do that? <laughs> so, then what was next? What was after that? Uh, next was um, a place called Catalyst International. So they were, so I moved from um, Cheltenham into St Kilda Road. <laughs> oh, wow. Agency strips there, yep. So that was um, great, except I was extremely, um, I don't know, nervous, I suppose. I had a few meetings with them or interviews, three. So the, And each time someone extra would come along and it'd be like an account manager or, um, yeah. The, so I... Um, managed getting that role which was good and I went through when did I go through I went through Connie Schiltz remember Connie Schiltz oh my gosh these names yeah so I so, so for I was, the listeners that are just listening I'm a, my background is in graphic design if you don't already know that and so Ren and I have a lot of um overlapping sort of connections I guess oh my gosh that's a yeah. name I have not heard for a long time no I really like Connie Schiltz and so she actually got me I went through her for that for yeah. the job at Catalyst, but before that, no. So I went to her as well as ah, uh, what was it, Matt Ducks? No, the other. Oh one? yes. So these are all recruitment agencies specialising in designers. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I went to one of those, and they I think referred me on to Connie Shields. Anyway, when they left the, no, this is just coming back. Um, when they left the room, I just read their notes, and no, when I went to Connie, like she'd had my referral notes from them. And I just sort of glanced at it and it said um, something like um, young country girl, not, that was sort of a bit like 
not very um, creative. Yeah. It was really quite condescending and I went, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm reading that about myself. So, um, oh, isn't that interesting, though, that that's yeah. the kind of feedback that they had at that time? Yeah, yes, it was... Um, it was sort of, I thought, wow, this is what I'm being judged because I'm from the country. And yeah, <laughs> sort of, I guess it just gave me more of a desire to um, you know, sort of show them what you can do sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting. But then, so I got the job at Catalyst and then, and that was because their main guy, Ben, had left so that I was filling his shoes. And for the first month, Ben didn't do it like this. Ben wouldn't do it like that. Yeah. Ben said, you can do this. Ben, 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 Ben. You just got to change it to Ren, thanks. Change the B to an R. (laughs) I know. And it was like that for the start because he was there for a crossover period. It was like Ren, Ben, boardroom, Ren, Ben. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so I lived in his shoes for a bit and it took a while um, for them to sort of get over there. So was it a big agency, Ren? No, it wasn't. It was um, more account managers than designers, so under the pump. Yep. In fact, it was just me until yep. a little while down. I sort of needed, but I would, and because I'd moved from Mount Waverley into Albert Park. Yeah. So I would walk to work. Anyway, they knew the boss knew that I lived moments from the office so sometimes I would start at 6 30 and leave at nine and then he'd be like and you'll be in here again early then so I got it was at those days when you just got flogged you know you did long hours but I did um I did get rewarded in big bonuses at the end of the year which made you think it was okay yeah um but yeah it very much became sort of my studio I suppose did you like that kind of having that ownership yeah yeah I did um and he was an amazing man that um, my first, that boss. He just was very like we'd go to forecasting meetings, and he'd say, you know, he had his his business vision and plan was incredible. And I thought, wow, how do you know that this time next year we will have picked up this client and this client or this amount of money worth of clients? And I mean, he was an older man, and he'd been around Adland and worked in the UK and everywhere for years. Um, like at Ogilvy, Ogilvy and Mather and like all the big Saatchi, like he'd worked everywhere. The big he, names. Yeah, and he just knew his stuff and people respected him. So they knew that if, like it was big when Ziggy was Telstra. So then, you know, we got the Telstra account and I did Telstra at MobileNet was my logo and, yeah, all of that. So it was a big, um, it was a big learning curve. I was nervous at the start because I'd come from such a small little studio and really not done much except <laughs> mundane sort of things. Um, so it took a while to, like it was good, I got to sort of um, mark my spot there, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Do you think also being exposed to that with obviously a boss who was very switched on in business mm. and very forward thinking, do you think that kind of helped you get, when you were ready to start your own business, kind of helped you in that regard? Yeah, yep, definitely. And I think working for him, for John, um, I wanted, it did make me go one day, I I would like to do my own own thing. But I I think as I went along in my career and learnt more, because there's no way at the start you'd go out on your own. No way on earth. Like I wouldn't even know where to start. So I think all the steps along the way, it's like, well, it, the end result is definitely having your own agency or your own you know, Isn't studio. that interesting, Ren? Because I never thought that I would, like two different, completely different experiences, same industry. I never thought that I would run my own business. Even as I was working through different businesses, 
I never really thought, yep, I want to do this for myself. Yeah. So it's interesting how we've kind of had different experiences within that same area. Well, and I think too, all those long hours that you do for somebody else, it's like, oh, I could do this for myself, you know. Um, Yeah. That was good. And I only, I left Catalyst because um, I was going travelling. So I, um, and it was time to go to actually. I sort of was ready for the How many years had you been there? Oh, how many years was it? It was like um, four. Okay. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Three or four, I think. Yeah. Wouldn't have been any more. Yeah. Yeah. But I had that thing where I don't, people say, you know, oh, if you stay somewhere too long, you get um, stale and, you know, you need to keep moving and, you know, all the sort of, and at that right, at that time too, I was, I was a graphic designer. Like I wasn't an art director because obviously I didn't have anyone to art direct. To read to <laughs> I was doing it all. Um, so I, yeah, I was sort of ready to, to move, but then, um, I got such good bonuses that I thought, well, let's just see it out, get the bonus and um, go traveling. But I also, um, I'd had enough too. Like they they were quite hard to work for in that they, it was full on all the time. Like it was um, very exhausting. So I, yeah, I was ready for a change of people too, I think. So much is a long time, especially at that, you still be quite young. Yeah, and they were starting. Yeah, I was. I was early twenties, mid twenties. Yep, mid twenties. Um, and they were just starting. They just acquired another um company, and they were having another designer come on board. Like it was starting to um change. So they're saying, "Oh, you're leaving at the wrong time. Where all of this is about to happen." It's like, "Yeah, I need to go. I need to go traveling." So, yeah. So where did you go? Where did you travel to? Um, we started with. Uh, the US so we flew to um, we flew to San Francisco and <laughs> they're shiny new backpacks and um, we had this thing where we're just not going to book anything not even change any money I don't know what we're thinking we'll just get off the plane and off we go we'll be right <laughs> what could possibly go wrong Ren come on <laughs> we, we just forgot to take into account that we might be a bit jet lagged a little bit overwhelmed and probably need some money to catch the bus to the hostel. So it was all, and someone ended up just like giving us um, money for the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a Sunday morning and there were homeless people, like we were in like this bad part of town, which we didn't even know we were in, with our shiny little backpacks and our Lonely Planet books out going, oh, <laughs> you're fresh-faced. <laughs> yeah, down here around the corner, it should be on the left. And then meanwhile, Demo's like, put that book away, put that book away. And there's all these like seedy people. <laughs> and walk, walk casually like, you know where you're going and you've got a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's pretty funny. And, um, and then we just sort of got a room in this hostel, went to sleep, got over our jet lag and then woke up and, yeah, hit the town. It was quite funny. So you travel with Damo, who's now your husband. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so we... Um, We'd only been together a couple of years then, but we we yeah decided to do a big trip. But we before we went, we did a practice road trip across to the Nullarbor and back just to see if we could be in the same confined space together. <laughs> <laughs> so we needed a practice run, but that was fun. Um, yeah, we were away for two and a half years. 
So, so working overseas then, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we we travelled around. Um, we travelled. We did three months in the US, and then down to. Um, so we bought a, a seventy-two VW camper and oh, just awesome. drove on till it blew up, and then caught buses and stuff. <laughs> um, and then went to South America, and for a month or so, um, and then back to the back to um, North America, and. We were on the internet one day because you had to go to internet libraries and just... Yep, internet um, cafes. Yep, yes. Yep. And it, you only had a window and it would clock out. Anyway, this button came up saying, you've won, you've won. And we're like, oh, so, so we clicked on it. You know, like, you just wouldn't do that now. But anyway, and we won this trip to the Bahamas. and um, For real? Like real? Yeah. Real. yeah <laughs> oh, real. my God. And Orlando, Daytona, Daytona and Orlando. Yeah, so um, we did that. So then, so where did you go from there? Where did you settle to do some work? Um, we ended up in um, Birmingham in the UK. So we had some friends that were in Birmingham. So we thought, well, we won't go to London. We'll go to Birmingham. And then we just, yeah, we got um, a little apartment above a takeaway um, Indian shop. Did you have the <laughs> smells? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, lots of curry. Oh, God, it was, yeah. Um, so we lived there for a couple of years. That was fun. And then we went to, and then because our visas were running out, we weren't ready to come home. So we got visas for Ireland and went and worked in Dublin for a year. Well, so it was three and a half years away. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And so and for those fun. that don't know as well, Damo, who now works in the business with you. Yes. But didn't originally. Um, so he's also, he's web design. Is that right, Ren? Yeah. He's, um, well, he was a um, creative director at an agency and then he's, and web. So he's yep. design and web. But he's our web person, yeah. Yeah. Very talented. So, obviously, um, well, at that stage, did you think you might start a business with him? Um, well, did you think you might marry him? <laughs> I thought we'd always be together. I wasn't really into getting married, to be honest. I just knew, like, his like, soul buddy. Yeah. Um, well, we sort of did a bit of freelance when we got back. Um, when we were over there, we just had our own jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So he worked, but he got all the cool jobs. Like he was working on Coca-Cola and stuff. And I was doing the, um, oh, like I got a job with this place called um, Associated Independent Stores. So there was basically this organisation that had all these companies like Intersport and Housewares and Fashion. And they held um, the massive showroom and they held like, um, what would you call it? It's like going to an exhibition. And trade all shows? Big, yes, trade shows. Yes. Yeah. So I'd do all the trade show. We'd have to hang the all the banners up and do all the artwork for the trade shows, which was not Coca-Cola campaigns <laughs> on the side of buses. But anyway, so he was, yeah, he had cooler jobs than me. Anyway. That's <laughs> all right. We have, we've gotten over that, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, we have. We have. But, uh, yeah, so we both got to work in the industry. We didn't have to do sort of cafe work. Yeah. So did you find that quite easy, just picking up, you know, in a different country? I know that English-speaking countries, but still, you know, picking up a job there and kind of running yeah. with that. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a bit tricky. You'd sort of think, oh, if I don't find something soon, because we sort of only went on it. We were sort of shoestringing it. Like, we were saving enough money to get to the UK to be able to um, start working um, and having a little bit to, to for rent or a bond. Yep. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, no, it was actually, it was pretty easy, to be honest. They don't mind Aussies. Like we were, we have a, well, we 
they sort of liked our work ethic because we weren't really clock watchers. We'd stay until the job was done. So sometimes we'd get home at 10 or nine or whatnot. Um, and they, and we have a different style. So our style was liked as well. So more refreshing maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, they definitely said you can tell, you know, you're not, um, you haven't studied in England or you haven't, yeah, you've got a different style. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, there you go. And how long, so it was three and a half years, then back to, was there any, did you want to stay on or did you just kind of think when the visas ran out in both England and Ireland that it was time to come home? I, I would have stayed and I got offered sponsorship as well. So but Damo so was ready have. to go. Yeah, yeah. Damo was ready to go. And I went, well, that's, that's okay. Like, if you're ready, then, you know, I don't. Yeah. So, um, and we did, like, every time we, we'd, um, like, we travelled as much as we could. So, uh, if it was a long weekend, we'd go to Paris for the weekend. If it was, uh, like, we just saw as much of Europe as we could. So, we'd get, yeah. and then um, took the Christmas time, we'd go, went to Egypt and, like we just did lots of traveling made the most of it yeah being everything being at your fingertips which yeah was part of living there i guess yeah the luxury of not living in australia <laughs> yeah one p plus taxes paris for the weekend it's like yay i can't <laughs> believe we're doing this so it was fun and so did you come back to look for a job or did you decide then i might start freelancing what was your sort of thoughts um, when you came home didn't want to settle down so just wanted to freelance yeah and we're both the same because we just thought well if we don't like it we can go again even though we probably wouldn't be allowed to because we'd already done our visas but it was that feeling of freedom so yeah. not to be locked into to, um full-time work as such so yeah. so that was good but we did do a bit of freelance work um and then we did all these logos and then never charged for them because they never got back to us. Like, oh, I don't think they like them. We just didn't send them in voice. <laughs> so there all was the learnings things. along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And it was quite good money freelancing too. Yeah. At what stage then did you kind of think, because I know that you both started a business with some friends um, with the cups. Yeah. Do you want yeah. to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, after freelancing, I ended up getting a job with OBM, which is a um, now called Town Square, another agency. And there I met Chrissy, who was a creative director, and then I was the art director. So that's my sort of art direction role started um, then. Oh, actually, it started in Dublin, but then, yeah. So um, so we worked together, and then the production manager, Saskia, she was, the three of us were um, really keen to do something for ourselves that was... Um, so we sort of looked at like um, wrapping paper and things like that. And then, um, and then I had this idea about wrapping myself in Melbourne. So like panoramic photography and turning it into skirts and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, and like you could wear your favourite street or wear your favourite graffiti or whatever. Like it's a whole wear Melbourne. Yeah, anyway. Um, and then Saskia had this idea of a um, silicon coffee cup, like a reusable coffee cup that looks this like. Before. Keep Keep Cup came out, oh, or do you think it was about the same time? I reckon Keep Cup came out while we our while our um, prototypes were coming from China, so it was a they were probably two months ahead of us. Yeah, which was interesting because there's two Melbourne companies with the same um, idea at the same time. So 
um, that was called, um, hook, we called it Hook Turn. That's so, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hook Turn Industries. And, um, and the BYO coffee cup. So it was made of food grade silicon, but to look like a takeaway cup. Yeah. And that was awesome. Um, and in that so it doing really, that as, alongside working. Yeah. 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 Yep. So we didn't know how it would go, but then we sold. So Damo's company where he was working bought like 2000 of them or something. So our first shipment arrived and we'd already sold, we sold 6,000 in uh, like five weeks. Wow. And we're like, oh, my God, we're on to something. So then we started putting in these big orders and, um, yeah, it went really well for a while. And we just started doing branding, branded ones. So we branded, you know, logos and all that sort of thing. But we did it all to start with, sold them online as well. So we had a little website up, which Damo built. And um, every time we sold a cup, it went chick-ching. And I was like, oh, I want to be in the kitchen because it was this bungalow was full of coffee cups like in box colours and yeah. it was ridiculous. And, and the computer was inside in another room and um, you'd just be cooking dinner and be like, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. I was like, oh, my God. And I had this thing of packing them as soon as it went. Yeah. I just kept running out the back and packing these orders and running in <laughs> and back and forth, back and forth, printing out the sticky labels. And, um, yes, it was full on. And then, the, um, and then Cafe started ordering them. So I'd be delivering them at, before I got to my job. Wow. So six AM when coffee shops open, I'd go and drop off their delivery of reusable coffee cups, have a coffee, ask how they were selling, and then go to work. Get the next one. And then for lunch break I had to do a couple as well. I was like, Oh, I don't know if we can sustain this. Like I did it for probably a year and a half. Yep. And um Leo Leo was like really young. Um Leo, your son? Yep. Yeah, he was like two or three he wasn't very old <laughs> so it was quite a juggle um but it was fun and I learned heaps about business and heaps about um partnerships and just different personalities and all sorts of things like yeah so and I sort of thought we were gonna make a lot of money from it but only because yeah. it seemed to go well and we and then we had people interested in wanting to be distributor in the UK and the US went to the US, went to coffee, um, like coffee, um, call them trade shows, which was interesting. And we got some orders in New York, like we sold it, it got, but we didn't really probably um, exhaust the Australian market before we went overseas. So, yeah, we were a bit kind of, um, I don't know, quick, a bit too quick. We probably yeah. should have, but we didn't. We sort of flew on the seat of our pants, I guess. We didn't um, have a strategic plan for that, really. I was going to say, like, did you anticipate that happening? Not really, no. But then we got started getting, you know, inquiries. So then we were having, like, FaceTime meetings with people in the UK and, and the US. And, yeah, and it seemed like it was going to go. We got all these contracts written up for them to distribute it and they had to order this amount to make it because it was all... Like what I've learnt is that you're never going to make much selling a uh, um, low-cost item divided by three because there's three business partners. <laughs> and then so and I was like, oh, yeah, actually, I'm not going to make millions from this. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, divided by three. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it was – and then when people wanted to – because it was okay when we were selling it online, but then when you've got to have a wholesale price, it's – yeah. So there's a lot interesting about learning all about that. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a um, – a learning curve and a stepping stone to like the next stage for gosh, really. So yeah. how did that kind of wind up? 
Um, it wound up because quite a, f a few things. Um, one, I think we all got a bit exhausted. Um, there was all working full time at the same time. Yeah, well, actually, I left the agency and started doing it full time because it got beyond me being able to. And I thought to grow this, I actually have to um, do it full time, which was quite scary because I defined myself by my ad agent art directing role, like that was who I was. So I was a bit scared, but thought, well, I can always go on freelance if it doesn't work out. Yeah, or I have something to fall back on. And actually, gosh, at the same time, I was getting busier as well. Yeah, so I was, I was juggling. So you were doing, before you quit your job then, Ren, you were doing your full-time <laughs> job, yep. the cups and gosh on the side. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes, yeah, didn't sleep a lot. And you had, hang on, did you have Leo uh, at the stage? Yeah, Leo was in the mix there, yeah. And Leo was quite young as well. Yeah, yeah. But I was a bit, yeah, yeah he did, he did child, he, yeah, because he did, um, he went to daycare early. Um, yeah, it was crazy, very crazy, fun, crazy. Would glad I did it, but probably wouldn't do it again. Yeah. So, yeah. how much longer did um the cups continue once you left your full time job? Oh, two years, two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Because the thing is, people kept coming out with a newer and better product too, like you know your Frankie cup. Your eco, yeah, there's so yeah, much competition. Huge, yeah. So it was sort of like, yeah, and then someone completely ripped us off and then we had to get legal advice and that was, we weren't really ready for that. That kind of took a big chunk of our um, funds and it also disheartened us as well. And I did think about, well, actually, I could buy the other two out and have it for me and grow it. I did think about doing that because it was three's a crowd too in the end. It was a bit... Um, yeah, we all had different sort of ideas. Yeah. And it started to sort of, and we didn't have an exit strategy either, which you must have. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in um, partnerships. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of a bit icky. Um, and I don't really like confrontation, so I did feel a little uh, in the middle there sometimes. Yeah. So when that sort of, that's after all that, you kind of like, okay, I'm going to go whole hog with gosh. Was that the feeling? Um, yeah. Yep. So, we couldn't sell it, so we ended up donating the cups to a street eat and and then they went on to be donated to every person that bought a coffee, a cup got donated to a homeless person with a pair of socks or something like that. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Anyway, they went on that's to... That's a nice way to... That's a nice um, way to... My babies went on to... Because it was my yeah. a child, really. Um, yeah. went, on, went on to do good. So anyway, that was good. Um, and then I said to Damo, I'm going to do gosh full time, I think. You know, like, I think it's time. And he goes... Oh, that all sounds good and well, but how are you going to do that? And I went, hmm, just you watch. So, <laughs> I love that. Just you watch, Damo. <laughs> yeah, and when he said that, I went, oh, that, yes, I can do this. So um, I basically said yes and figure it out later. Yeah. To everything. <laughs> and did you find it hard working on your own after working in teams? Um, yes, I did, actually. It was a bit hard to be motivated and a yep. bit lonely. Yeah. 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 Um, because I'd just be sitting here, um, by myself. Oh, actually, I was busy because I had a lot of work on, so I didn't have too much. But it was just like, you know, what do you think about this? Or you know, let's just talk about some ideas or things like that that um you miss. Yeah. So I remember I would ring Damo, who'd be at work, and I'd ring him and say, um, you know, I'm not 
I don't know what it, like, I feel a bit sort of lost or lonely or I don't know. <laughs> and you go, well, why don't you yeah, go for a walk down Sydney Road or go to a bookshop, go and have a coffee, go and like, go out there and just get yourself sorted and come back. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I sort of felt bad doing that. It's like, I should be sitting here working, not out walking around having coffee or yeah. looking at stuff. Like I kind of felt guilty. Just that guilt, yeah. Yeah. When in really it was, um, it motivates you and gives you inspiration and yeah. Do you think that was one of the biggest challenges, especially at the beginning, working on your own, kind of allowing yourself to kind of find your own um, rhythm, I guess? Yeah, yeah, definitely. On a few levels, I think. Um, well, one, that whole sort of work versus the housework, which is just out the door and up the path a bit. Yeah. Did you um, always work in the bungalow? Did you ever work in the house when you first started? Um, when I, we did have, yeah, no, we worked in the, in the house, but we had to tag team the computer because we had one computer and Damon would have jobs on because we've always had our own, to start with, we had our own freelance work, but it just registered the GOSH name and we did it under GOSH, but he'd have his client work and I'd have mine. And then we decided when the cups left for them in this space, we could turn into um, a studio space. Yeah. So that was good. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it was an adjustment, definitely. Yeah. Um, what point do you think, like how many years in, because like I said, 16 years has been a long time, mm. at what point do you reckon, yeah, I've got this, <clears throat> you know, you kind of, kind of go, okay, it's humming along. Yeah. I think I'm doing okay. Um, or do you, I'm sure you've hit that point, right? <laughs> I was going to say 16 years later. Yeah. No, definitely. Well, it was just, there just became this point where, because I'm, I, um, I love building a relationship with my clients. Like it's all about the rapport. So I would get, and because we've been around for a while and I worked in a few different places, um, there's been heaps of recommendation. Like all of our gosh has come because someone's worked with us who are happy with the work that we've done, who've been, you know, and, and so it goes. So it's all come by rec via um, recommendation. So I'd find that um, I got to a point where I'd be, I would never have people here for a coffee because I just thought that's not professional and if they slip over in the path, I'm, you know, I don't really want to deal with that. Um, so I'd be going to, to meetings um, all the time and they all, and then I'd quote and I, I would be winning everything. I'm like, wow, this is cool. Oh my God. And Damon's like, this is a bit out of control. Like, cause he's like, how are you going to do that? And I said, I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. And I, and I obviously probably wasn't quoting high enough. Like a, that was a long time ago, but every everything that I quoted, I I won. It's like now wow. we've got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a business coach at the time who, um, yeah, she just said, "Say yes, figure it out later." So I kind of ran with that for a bit. Yeah. And then it got to a point where I said yes when I shouldn't have. And so we had early on a couple of clients that were just completely the wrong fit. Um. <clears throat> And really didn't quote enough to deal with the pain of being a wrong fit. So it, it did get to that point where you have to have your, like, your um, spidey senses out going yes or no. Like trust your intuition. Yeah, if it doesn't feel right, just don't do it. Um, yeah. Because then you end up feeling a bit, you know, stressed and you get, yeah, yeah. those icky emails and yes. So, um, yeah, it just went from game bucks bigger to bigger. Yeah. Yeah, um, and because Damo would be, 
it got to the point where he'd go to work and then he'd come home and we'd be and he'd work all night nearly like so he was yeah. going around the clock as well just to get everything done <clears throat> and he so, was yeah sorry that's right so at what point did he leave his job <clears throat> to start working full-time in the business um so he got the um he got the <laughs> he got non-hodgkin lymphoma um and had to stop working and have went through chemo and whatnot and so and he kind of and after that he and then that made me work even more harder because he was like oh I've he sort of blamed working too much made him get sick and sort of said I don't want to work anymore I'm like oh my god we've got a mortgage we've got two kids we've got this is I'm just gonna have to work more like yeah. so <clears throat> I just started yeah and then we just kept I just was working around the clock because that was my sort of defense mechanism to keep busy yeah until all this is done um so he thankfully um went through all the treatment and was okay and only went back to his work sort of three days a week okay and, yeah but gosh was getting busier and busier and doing like a couple of days of gosh and i was trying to just give him work to do but not make him feel overload too. but yeah. he needed to do something because he was he was like putting new letters on the house and kind of making weird stuff <laughs> Yeah. Baking too no, baking too many um sticky um what are they called? Dates gones. Like oh yeah. Knock on the bungalow door, dates gones. I'm like, oh my god. I'm working away eating dates gones while you're in the kitchen baking. And um it was being so, the perfect little homemaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we needed to do something. I'm like, well if you'd like to do this. Anyway, um so then it got to the <clears throat> excuse me, it got to the point where he went to his boss and went, I actually got enough of my own work now. Um gonna leave. And so they kept, they, he still did work for them, but from a freelance, like they gosh did it for yeah. quite a while, um, which was good just to know it was big chunky work yeah. coming in. Cause that was, that was big too. Cause he was like from a, a, um, a family point of view, cause gosh is our income now. Like that's what we do. And so to get to the point where gosh could support us yeah, <laughs> was pretty big. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so then, and that's, yeah, from there we've just gone, that was, um, goodness me, that would be seven years ago now, I think. Yeah. Six, seven years ago. Yeah, so. And and now how many have you got in your team? Because you now moved the business out of the home, out of the yes. bungalow. Yeah, pre-COVID we weren't here, back in the bungalow, but yeah, we yep. have our, our um, studio space around the corner, which is great. And so we have um, uh, another designer a junior web designer um, and uh, one account manager at the moment, but sometimes two, and then another tech guy um, who's web but does um, makes things talk to things with APIs and things like that. <laughs> um, just as like websites and the demand and, and functionality that you often have to do. Um, yeah, so, oh, and another senior web developer as well. That Yeah, but everyone's contract, but they pretty much do work weekly. Like it's not like... Yeah. Oh, we'll just call you in six months, and and um, our junior web girl would be in like one or two days a week. Yeah, pre-COVID and whatnot. But yeah, well, I guess that's the thing as well because it is you know, gosh, is the family income as you said before, and yeah. so by having these people on contract, that that frees up when it is a bit quieter. I know that yeah. you're never quiet, but if it was to be quiet, yeah, then at least you have um a buffer in that you're not paying wages out when there's no work there. Yeah, yeah, and it just um, it suits everyone, and we're all about really the um, flexible working. Yeah. So, you know, if you can, yeah, it's sort of not rigid nine to five, 
whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, it works well. Yeah. And so that would have worked perfectly then. Um, perfectly is probably not a good word to use. But when co- um, COVID yes, hit, it did. had to work flexibly. Yeah. Already yeah. had those systems in place that they could do that. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, because Demo's quite, he's also our IT guy as well. Like he's pretty good with that. So all the servers, you know, it's set up and everyone's got access and you can just um, pull things off, work on it, drop it back. Like all of that works seamlessly. It's really easy. Yeah. It's good. So looking back, Ren, I know that, you know, as you mentioned, um, having clients that weren't a right fit and then you also mentioned you're probably undercharging. Yeah. What other kind of um, like big learnings do you feel that you went through because of different experiences that popped up? If something isn't right, then I'm, I'm more likely to fix it rather than go, oh, well, let's just get this job finished and done, right, rather than... It's, it's more like, um, well, if this isn't working for everyone, then you need to um, either, yeah, look at the arrangement or work out, you know, just, yeah, so have, like, resign a client or do, like, look after ourselves and look after yeah. the people that work with us, um, which I probably never would have thought about doing, but it's not worth feeling sick about, really. Yeah, <laughs> if something's yeah. not right. Um, and business. Business is just hard, hard anyway, you know. It's sort of a lot of... Um, like I don't just sit here being a designer all day. So many hats to wear, which I, I suppose having um, people like an account manager that, that shares that load has been like really good. I, I don't think I, I wouldn't be here now without that. And things that you're not good at too. So like Stacey's out does our um, accounts and she's awesome. Like instead of me trying to, you know, do that, yeah. it's like, no, that takes me all day and it's still wrong. <laughs> Uh, like realizing where your strengths and weaknesses are and then having people to support those weaknesses yeah because you can't grow without that to be honest well you can't do all the things can you no you can't do all the things and you're not doing them properly like that's right i I strongly um believe in that you know people are good at what they do and you should it's like me trying to be you know a plumber that's just silly (laughs) or an accountant bookkeeper um yeah it's it's um yeah, that, and I think that's enabled us to grow as well, just going, you know what, it's time to have this, it's time to have outsourced this, it's time to find, like, having a junior web person because Demo can't do all the work. Like, that's, yeah. you know, just having those um, those systems in place. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and just having our space too, like our office, getting a studio space where you can have everyone in has been really good as well because it's just that FaceTime and, and working on things together and going for pictures together rather than, yeah it's been that's been really good I can't wait to get back there actually and I guess that's it as well because you are working with Damo it yeah. is in the family to have yeah. a little separation from your home would I yeah, guess yeah help with and, that as well and that's probably one of the main drivers for that was just to separate separate work life with um, family life and just be a bit more present in the family life moment because I could happily sit out here all night just having a great old time doing design work but Yes, the kids need dinner and um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it it yeah, it sort of it puts a line in the sand of work and home, which yeah. I know I, th- I think it's another thing to that's helped to grow the business too because otherwise you just um, burn out. You yeah. just I wouldn't stop. I'm going to ask you one question, Ren, to finish up on because I think I've known you. Gosh, I've probably known you about seven years now. I reckon. 
Yeah, or even more, I think. Maybe more. Anyway, so a long time. I reckon Olive was a baby. And she's eight. (gasps) She's eight. So maybe, yeah, maybe seven and a half, just eight, around, anyway, around seven to eight years. Um, And I've seen you grow the business so much in that time and do amazing things, like really amazing things. Are you proud of yourself? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Um, I, I, I probably didn't, would, if you'd said this to me, like, I don't know, five years ago, I wouldn't probably put myself here. I, yeah, the clients that we win and the work that we're doing is just, I think, oh, my God, here we are in the bungalow tapping away. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's, you do good work and people recommend and, and away you go. But um, definitely proud of it, yeah. Yeah. And also the um, people that I get to work with too. Like, because I was chatting to Damo about this last night. And we're just talking about Stacey and Kay. And I was like, oh, they're people that I've met through She Will Shine that, that are, you know, an integral part of our team too, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, amazing. Is it amazing, speaking like you're talking about Stacey and Kay, who you've also known through She Will Shine for many, many years, but isn't it all about the relationships because you find the people that are the right people and then they're the right fit to work with? Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely about relationships, yeah. And that's another thing that allows you to be... Um, grow your business but also confidently because when you've got good relationships with good people you trust the outcomes and um and it's just a joy you know it's, yeah. it's fun to do absolutely yeah well, so, thank you so much for your time today ren it's thanks. so good to catch up with you we don't know oh, well COVID is here but we don't get to catch up as much as we would like pre-covid so um i'm looking forward to getting together for that pub lunch Yes. that we keep talking about soon, hopefully. <laughs> me too, me too. And thanks for having me. It's good. That's yeah, awesome. I really thank enjoyed you. it. Good. I'm glad you did. <laughs> and thank you to everyone who is listening or watching as well. We will be back with another fabulous episode of the She Will Shine podcast soon. See you later. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode of the She Will Shine podcast, we invite you to check out shewillshine.com.au. She Will Shine is the essential support network you need to grow a thriving, meaningful business. We can help you grow your network, connect and develop genuine relationships, be supported and support others in building and growing a successful business on your terms. Say goodbye to working alone and become a member at shewillshine.com.au.